All right, welcome to episode three of the Jesus Family Podcast, where we want to help you follow Jesus and find family. I'm one of your hosts, Josh, along with my partner in crime, JT. Hey, guys. All right. So uh, this episode is tentatively called Looking Underneath the Hood or Underneath the Hood. JT, I'm not sure if, what you think about Off that. The hood? It's, uh, well, it's, under, it's this idea like, hey, we've talked about generalities. Now it's time to get to specifics. Like we're this this episode um, is has one particular audience in mind. So if you listened or watched the last episode uh, called Couples Counseling, we were trying to talk to two distinct audiences: those who are in their churches, fighting for their churches, wanting the best for their churches, and then those who uh, had walked away from church and didn't want anything to do with church, and trying to help them see the best in each other and see a way forward through. Acts 2.42. That was the episode that we were looking for uh, in, in episode two. In this episode, Underneath the Hood, what we're looking for is we're looking for those who are saying, all right, I'm in. Like, just give me a little bit more information. You've piqued my interest. This sounds great in theory. Let's get some specifics. But I'm, I'm praying about this now. Like, I'm, I, I'm intrigued. I, I want to know more. So that's what this is about. So JT uh, and I, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through a bunch of questions that people have asked about the Jesus family. And they're, they're actually all up on our website, www.thejesus.family. Um, but before we jump in, JT, what are some of the conversations you've been having with folks um, about the Jesus family in the last week or two since we last filmed? Uh, it's, it's been nuts, man. Uh, people that I haven't talked to in years, that new friends, old friends said, hey, man, I saw your podcast. I said, and? Yeah, uh, man, you know, I... This is this is something I've been thinking about, praying about. I, you know, I love it. Okay, tell me something bad about it. Well, uh, make some more podcasts, and I'll let you know. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, the bad is coming, no doubt. Yeah. But but man, everybody I've talked to has has been excited, and if not excited, definitely interested. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a bit more curious. Yeah, and that's kind of what uh, the response I've gotten as well. I've talked to some folks I haven't talked to in years. People you know, just, you stay friends, but you kind of lose contact over the years. And it's um, folks from different states, you know, several different states. And and the neatest thing is, you know, over the last couple of years, God's been speaking to me. God's been putting something on my heart, almost preparing them. So um, our whole strategy with the Jesus family is we, you know, we want to try to take every church planting strategy and do the opposite, because as we're going to get to in just a little bit, this isn't your typical church. I wouldn't even call it a church. So there's no marketing. We're not paying for any, you know, Facebook ads. Uh, you know, it's just word of mouth. If there's one or if there's a hundred, uh, one of the, the things that JT and I have agreed on pretty early on is that if God's in this thing, there's nothing we can do to stop it. If God's not in this thing, there's no amount of consultants we can pay and no amount of energy we can manufacture to get this thing off the ground. So we're just going to share what's on our heart. We're going to put the word out there. And the neatest thing, like JT said, like we're, we're not trying to hit people up. They're just coming out of the woodwork talking to us. Um, and that that's a little bit of a confirmation that that passion that JT and I have is, is welling up in others as well. So, so let's go, man. Let's get underneath the hood. So we got 12 questions we're going to try to run through. They're all on our website if you actually like to read. A lot of people, I'd rather watch something or listen to something. Don't make me read anything. So we're going to talk through them. Uh, and so we're going to go one at a time. So Jesus, uh, Jesus, JT, the first question is about the Jesus family, which you are not, you are part of, but you are not Jesus. Uh, so why start it, man? Like, like, 
why even start the Jesus family? Well, and we've talked about it in the last two episodes. There is a decline in the church. And, uh, you know, you and I grew up in the church. And, yeah. and we love it. So we'll absolutely love it. Yeah. And uh, there are parts of it that just are not working. Yeah. And there, there is a section of people out there that will not grace the doors of a church. And uh, I know, Josh, you are. I am as well. I'm passionate about reaching these people. Yeah, that that won't go into a church for whatever reason it is, but uh, that is, yeah, that, that is, that's a good reason I think. Yeah, well, and it 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 always there's always a context, and for the Jesus family, the context was COVID. Um, churches had struggled so much um, during COVID. I mean, it 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 really accelerated. Um, you know, if church attendance had been incrementally declining year after year and it was just slow enough so you didn't really you know notice it well covid sped it up and and you know churches got a decade's worth of decline in a year and it really just it broke our hearts and so yeah jesus family is an attempt to try to help reach people inside and this but especially outside the church so that's why we wanted to start it our uh you know our goal for the jesus family is to go back to the beginning to yeah. to acts 242 we base everything on yeah. And because we just we think there's such good, solid, prescriptive, you know, information. Let's start the church this way. Yeah, it, it's the Midwest. Let's go. Yeah, it's an experiment. Can can the way that the earliest church did church can it still work today? We just want to see. We we just want to see if if Acts two still still works today. So. Does it still hold true? Yeah. All right. So number two, Josh, is the Jesus family a church? I would say no with an asterisk. So uh, I would say no, it's not a church or at least not a church in the way that you normally think of. Now, if we're talking like the big C church, you know, the church that Jesus started, you or Peter and on this rock, I will build my church. Yes, it is a family of believers that that follow after Jesus. So in that way, it, it characterizes itself as a church. But I would say it's not like a, a typical church. That's why we're not even using the church because many times when you think of a church, you think of a, of a building and a steeple, you know, or an address. You think about uh, pastors and pews and programs, and, and we're not going to have any of that. Again, not because um, we can't, but because we choose not to because the earliest church didn't operate that way. And there are tens of thousands of churches out there that if you want a good program and a pew to sit in, well, again, <laughs> there's tens of thousands of, of them out there. Um, so no, it's definitely not a church. And for a lot of folks, um, some of their deepest pain, because it goes down to the soul, the spirit level, some of their deepest pain happened in a church or because of a person who is in a church or because of a church person. Um, and those are the folks that we really feel called to try to reach. And there are some folks for better, for worse, they're just not going to step back into a church, even though your church may be totally different than the bad church experience they had. You know, the, the, we used to, I joked that for years in the Baptist world, the biggest, you know, controversy we had was, should we take the word Baptist out of our church name? You know, is it first Baptist church or should we name it to something else church without the word Baptist? Cause is that word driving a lot of people away? Well, I'm of the position now that I don't think that the word Baptist is as big of a deal as the word church itself. 
um, just because they're, you know, they're all lumped in together, even though they would believe totally different things and hold to a lot of different practices. Um, so that's why we came up the, with the word family. Uh, that family is is just another descriptor of of who we're trying to be. It's the it's a family of believers, and it's all centered around Jesus. So I would say that really we're not a church. Um, we're we're a family, and and that's it, it's going to be different. A lot of times when um, you go to a new church and they say it's new, but a lot of times it feels very similar. And and uh, we're 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 not trying to recreate stuff that's been done before. We're trying to go. We're, we're trying to do church in a way that's so ancient, it's actually new. So I would technically it is a church, but I, I like to think it's not a church. It's more of a family. So I like it. Yeah, that's uh, number two. So if I start going to a Jesus family, um, can I keep going to my church? Is that is that's that okay? a that's a great question. So the absolutely yes. If you are in a church and you want to join a Jesus family or start a Jesus family, does that mean you have to give up membership in your church? No, absolutely not. We're all on the same team. Um, churches need good Christians living and loving and serving and fighting for that church. You know, our church, uh, our, our Jesus families are going to meet lots of different times, lots of different places. You know, the ones that, that I'm thinking about starting myself is probably going to meet like on Sunday evenings. So Sunday mornings are going to be free to either, you know, attend church or even serve a local church. There's a lot of churches that you can serve and, and, you know, and volunteer in and help them and bless them. So no, absolutely not. Like you, you don't have to leave at all. Um, if, if you're in a church, it's not a competition. We're all on the same team. We're just the Jesus family and your local church are hopefully trying to do the exact same thing, which is help people think, act and love more like Jesus. So now the flip side of that is, if I'm a part of the Jesus family, do I also have to join a local church? Like if I'm not, you know, ready to go back into a church, but I want to join a Jesus family, that that's another version of that question. And again, I would say absolutely not. Um, that Jesus, the Jesus family aims to be the essence of what we believe the biblical church is. And so if you want to go to church twice and be involved in two different bodies, awesome. But if the Jesus family is, is the family that you want, I, we're going to, our aim is to make the Jesus family fulfill all the functions of a biblical church. So it can be your church for you. So it's up to you, man. All right. Second question. So JT, this all sounds great. Give us an idea at the beginning. What, what, what are your ideas? What are our ideas of what a typical Jesus family schedule looks like i mean are we doing sunday morning sunday nights wednesday nights do we got you know like what what does a typical jesus family schedule look like with the asterisk that ask us in six months we'll tell you how it's going we've got an idea but here here's yeah. here's the template we're thinking about what does that look like this is drawing board stuff we're yeah. still early in the game uh, a typical family dinner would be you know carve out a few hours and set aside you know a fair amount of time where you can meet together with eight to 12 people, uh, share a dinner, uh, have some good conversations. You know, um, I, I, you and I will be putting out podcasts. So, you know, one of the questions, hey, did you watch Josh and JT this week? And we'll always have takeaway questions on our podcast. And so those are just be conversation starters. So you sit down next to this guy and uh, start talking to him. You watched Josh and JT last week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think about, you know, when he was talking about Acts 8, all of this going on? Oh, man, that's great. You know, it, it reminds me of this and that, and it just takes off. So it's not like 
you're leading a Bible study. It's, you're leading a discussion. Yeah. That's right. Now you're having a talk. Yeah. Now let me push back. JT, does that mean that if you start a Jesus family, you have to go with our teachings, like as the teaching source? I mean, are we trying to brand ourselves as the as the only guys, you know, in the world on that? Not at all. If, no. if you want to teach, you can you can lead in the way God leads you. It's yeah. your family. Well, yeah. And so the one caveat I would put is lead in a way that you feel the spirit leading you that also helps people think act and love more like jesus like if you want if you want the good stuff stick with matthew mark luke and john you can't go wrong but there's some conversations i've had with folks that say hey i i can host it and i can lead some discussion but i do not feel comfortable lead, you know teaching and i say hey that's okay that's what our that's what our uh, podcast is there as a resource if you want mm -hmm. it we're trying to make it as easy as possible. So that's the Jesus family dinner. What, what are the other aspects of, of the Jesus family schedule? So the goal is to once a month have a serve day. And okay. that would be for your family to find somebody, some, someone with a heartbeat that you can touch, yeah. whether it's fixed gutters, mow grass. Hey, can I go buy your groceries? Let me fix your porch. Touch a life yeah. with your family. So you and mean it's serving. Yeah, so you mean just on the side of the road picking up trash, right? That's cool, too. <laughs> but what we're after is a, touching a soul, a, a mm -hmm. life. Yeah, yeah. Picking up trash is fantastic. But so we, want, we want the human element, the interaction where you can actually say, hey, I'd like to go buy your groceries for you. By yeah. the way, can I tell you about Jesus? Yeah, so your Jesus family once a month gets together and tries to, to – to bless somebody, a person in need. And one of the questions we'll be answering, you know, in, in the next couple podcasts is what if I don't know anyone in need? Well, that's what you and the Holy Spirit and prayer is for. Like, let's open our eyes and see who God brings our way. So you got serve days and what's the other, uh, what's the other aspect of it? Uh, there's also family reunions and that's find some other Jesus families in your area, get together once a month and just love on each other, break some bread. Yeah talk Jesus, build each other up, just be yeah. a family, just yeah. be a family. Well, and that's, yeah, and, and we intentionally use the, the, uh, the phrase family reunion because it's supposed to be a reunion. It's supposed to be fun. It's not a funeral service. It's a reunion. So definitely eat, get inflatables for the kids, share stories. If you want to sing, sing. If someone wants to share a word, go for it. Definitely celebrate believers' baptism you know, get an inflatable pool or go down to a Creek or something like if someone's, you know, gotten their lives, getting their lives to Jesus, celebrate that together. But yeah, just connect and interact with other uh, Jesus families, you know? So does it have to be once a month? No, I, that's just, that's just an idea. Um, and so one of the things that we try to do as JT, you know, perfectly just explained it, family dinners, family serve days, family reunions. One thing you'll notice that there's not a lot of is, you know, church services. And I mean, a lot of times we want to do more things, but sometimes uh, your typical church program can keep you very, very busy. So doing that, plus your actual other life can get very, very um, hectic. So this is designed to be something that doesn't overwhelm you. So that's why there's not services. That's why you don't have to show up at a, a building at a certain time and then do all this other stuff. This is the church getting together, breaking bread, serving each other, loving each other, praying for each other, serving the poor, 
um, and celebrating what Jesus has done for you. That's the church. So, yeah. And it's, again, ask us in six months, we'll find some better practices. Uh, when we, you know, go into the first official season of the Jesus family in the fall, we're going to be sharing a lot of, hey, here's what I learned this week. Here's some stuff, some best practices that we've, uh, we've passed on. But this is, it's designed to be simple and it's designed to be applicable, whether you're in a big city or small city, whether you're in a farmhouse or in a penthouse, like just, hey, as JT said, it's Acts 2.42. Find a way with a group of people to, be, to devote yourself to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Then you're good to go. The Jesus family dinners, family reunions, and family serve days are designed to help you stay focused on those four things, but it's those four things. It's not the programs. If you never have a family reunion, that's okay. Just be devoted to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer. All right, so that's what a typical Jesus family schedule looks like in theory. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. So right. uh, next question I have is, uh, why won't the Jesus family ever own buildings or property? Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked me that. And uh, I specifically asked you to ask me that because, man, this gets me. I get more excited and more pumped up um, about this than anything else. And it's, uh, well, not anything else, but it just, it, I'm, I'm so excited about this aspect. Um, if anyone knows me, you, they know I'm a really outside of the box. This is about as far outside of the boxes as, as we can think. Cause a lot of times if you're starting a church, you're starting some, something new, you can say it's brand new, but a lot of times it's, Hey, we're going to start something that's just like everything else, but this time we get to be in charge. Believe me, JT and I are not looking for something to try to fill up our excess time. I mean, this is, this is something we feel convictional about. And so the nice thing about not having to depend on donors uh, because we've got, zero overhead is that we don't have to do it a certain way, you know, how, how it's all, all, always been done. So here's, here's where I've come on this. Um, I always, you know, I grew up in church, like JT said, we both grew up in church, love the church, still love the church, thankful for that. But every church I've ever been to was in a building. And if you're ever a church plant, well, the first thing they try to do is get a big enough crowd, get enough money so they can build a building. And one of the things that it wasn't ever explicitly taught, but it was implicitly understood was that the reason the earliest church, and by that, I mean like the first couple of decades when they were, you know, in, in the Roman rule before it became the official religion of the Roman empire in the fourth century, the reason that they didn't meet in buildings was because they were under such heavy persecution and they had to meet in caves and underground. And, you know, just because, you know, they were being persecuted, but man, once that persecution stopped, they got into buildings as quick as they could, and they've been rocking and rolling ever since. Well, during this past year and a half, as, as God's been uh, working on me and, and really just helped me focus in on, on Acts 2 in the early church, there were two verses, JT, that just is like a, a craw. It was just, I mean, it's just it's stuck in me, and I just couldn't get away from it. In Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, it's on our website, and, and you can go look at it. Two different times the earliest church had access to buildings and property. I thought they didn't get access until the third or fourth century. They had it in the very beginning. In, in Acts, and that first passage, Acts 2, 42 through 47, uh, Luke records that the disciples would sell possessions and goods and give to anyone who had need. The first time we meet, we meet Barnabas is actually in uh, Acts chapter 4, 
when Luke records that he sells a piece of property that he owns and gives the proceeds to the disciples and then the disciples give to the poor. Okay, great picture of generosity. But here's what I started thinking, and hopefully this, this makes sense to you as well. I think because the apostles were so you know, well-renowned, I think at some point these disciples who had property and possessions and goods, they went to the disciples and said, hey, what do you want to do with this? I think Barnabas probably went up to Peter and said, hey, man, I've got some land. I know we're at the temple courts. You guys had just gotten hauled in there. Um, I'm not sure if they'd already been flogged at this point, but, I mean, but you guys had already been threatened by the very people that had just killed Jesus like a couple of months ago. So these are not idle threats. We're getting too big. We're starting to ruffle a lot of feathers. Like persecution is coming. I've got this piece of property. I'll give it to you. We could build a building. Peter, you can start a seminary. We can get a parsonage for you guys. Like we can have our own building and we don't have to go to the temple courts anymore. And what's amazing is that they didn't say, okay, okay, we, we, yes, we want that. Thank you for that donation. We're going to build um, a building just like the temple, but we're going to make it ours and we can do whatever we want. They didn't do that. They also didn't say, oh, no, 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 we're going to build a, a temple, but it's going to be an updated temple. We're going to take out the temple organ and we're going to put in temple drums. And we're going to take out the temple, you know, I don't know, columns, and we're going to put in a temple LED screen. Like, we're going to make this thing rocking. They didn't do that. You know what they said both times? We don't want anything to do with this. Sell it, liquidate it, give it to the poor. So, again, like we just spoke up minutes ago, we're really trying this as an experiment to see if the way that Acts 2 worked, works today. And there were two intentional times at the beginning where the disciples were very adamant that they didn't want anything to do with buildings and temples. And the reason is, going back to the last episode, is because I think buildings have become so, so, so associated with the old covenant that when Jesus initiated the new covenant, I mean, it was an intentional rejection of that idea that God lived in a temple built by human hands and whoever controls the real estate controls the religion, that this was much bigger than a building. Um, so anyways... The earliest church changed the world and they never had a property. I want to see if that could still work. So we're never, we're never, ever, ever going to own buildings or property. We might, you know, so what if a couple of Jesus families get together and they say, hey, we want to do something for our kids and we need a space. There's a lot of kids. Could you rent something? Yes, absolutely. If there's a local church and they've got a youth space, they want to rent out to a couple of Jesus families on a Thursday night. Hey, man, that's awesome. That's great use of, of, of funds by the church, and it's a way to bless that local church financially. You know, we may uh, rent or lease, but we're never going to own. That's just a hard line in the sand because, again, we're not trying to build some big, huge name or brand or building or audience. We just want to see if Acts 2 works today. They didn't need buildings or properties. So why should we? Yeah, like yeah. that's why we're, yeah, we're, that's why we're coloring outside the lines at this point. All right. That is the, um, that is the fourth question. All right. So JT, this all sounds great. I got kids. I got students. What about student ministry, kids ministries? How, how do you do childcare? Like what, what does all that look like? Josh, you hitting home with me and I know it hits home for you as we, yeah. uh, both did youth ministry for what, 10 years? Yeah. For you? Yep. Yep. Yeah, 10. Uh, such a passion. You know, um, 
you and I both know from conditioning kids and students and saying that showing up to church means uh, it's the essence of faith. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's heart issues. Yeah. And say, you know, you bring your kids to the Jesus family. That's great. You want to um, you want to do more with them? Uh, get with your Jesus family discipleship group. Or <laughs> I'm so conditioned. And get with your Jesus family and have some time. Like you said, rent out a space. Go to the go to the uh, skating park or, or do something that kids like. Go yeah. see a concert, whatever. But do it together with your Jesus family. Yeah. And at your at the family reunion, like you said, get blow up. Uh, bounce houses. Yeah. Every time I go to your house, there's a bounce house there. You <laughs> yeah, it one? seems like it. Seems like it. It seems like it. Buy bounce uh, rent bounce houses. Uh, go buy a slip and slide. They're like twelve dollars. Yeah. All day fun. It just play. Yeah. So it's this is the one where I will be completely honest. Where I'm, where I would say, hey, we're gonna have to figure this out. The idea of Jesus families and home groups. That's awesome. But if you got five families and each of those, you know, four of those five families got like three kids, you got 12 kids, they're running all over the place. Like there ain't a lot of Jesus going on. <laughs> you know, if you got 12 kids running around. Um, but as JT said, like both, we cut our teeth in student ministry. We know how important that is. And so we're going to have to get creative. And honestly, we're, we're going to need to hear from you. Like, how are you figuring it out? Um, you know, is that means like, Hey, if you got really, really small kids, like, one one house is where you meet with the Jesus family and another house is where all the kids are kept and you guys pull your money and you pay for a babysitter, you know, or the older ones like, you know, I've got two teenagers. I want, the, I want them to sit with us in our Jesus family because I want them to know from the very beginning what it looks like. Um, and again, like going back to the second question, that doesn't mean you have to pull your kids out of their children's ministry if they're involved in a good children's ministry. And it doesn't uh, mean that you have to pull them out of a good youth ministry. Like my, my two oldest are at summer camp right now with the church, with a good local church, um, you know, and they're involved in that. And I'm so thankful for that. But like JT said, what we want to do is we, we don't want to condition. And sometimes we can unintentionally do this. We can unintentionally condition kids and students to think that all churches is just showing up and listening to programs or being involved in programs. And so, um, you know, don't think of it so much as childcare or what, how do I get childcare with my kids? But like JT said, figure out a way to get them involved in like, when you do surveys, how can you serve with your kids? You know, what, what elements like the breaking of bread, you know, what, what parts of the Jesus family when you're a family dinners that your kids can be involved in. And then if they need to go play, let them go play, let them go be kids. Um, so this one is definitely have to be more of a case by case basis. And depending on how many kids you have, um, if you got, you got a bunch of kids and you want to, you know, rent out some space and have some traditional kids ministry type stuff or youth ministry, man, knock yourselves out. Again, we're, we're not trying to build huge ministries uh, for kids and students, even though we both have kids and we both have teenagers and we know it's important. So that's something we're going to have to work through together. Um, but there are some options. There are some options when you break out of the mold of thinking that we have to have this big, great program with a lot of kids and a lot of hype. No, no, no. We want to teach our kids and our students how to, you know, think, act, and love like Jesus, be devoted to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. It's important for the adults, important for the kids as well. All right, so that's the fifth question. 
So number six, what is the leadership structure of yeah. the Jesus family, Joshua? That, that, that's, a, that's a good question, Jonathan. Uh, if uh, <laughs> if uh, our, our goal at this point is to keep it really, really flat. I mean, there's not super hierarchies. We're not pastors. We're not co-pastors. I mean, it's we're, we're not doing elders, deacons, you know, and it's, it's not really a, a free-for-all. But again, JT and I both have full-time jobs. Okay. I mean, we, we had to do a lot of house, you know, and then we had to do stuff around the house and take care of the kids before we jumped on this. And, you know, we got to do a couple of hours of housework before we can spend 30 minutes trying to change the world through zoom uh, and this podcast. So like, we've got a lot of other stuff going on. So our goal is to see Jesus family start all over the United States and the world, but we don't want to have to, you know, run them, brand them, make sure that they're, you know, looking and all acting the same. So it really is, I really, really mean it's a, it's a flat leadership structure. Um, we want to come alongside and support you, help you, assist you, really give you the confidence and the courage you need to lead a Jesus family. Um, and we want to try to follow up as much as we can, but it's, man, we're, we're, we're going to be pretty hands off. We're not going to be micromanagers um, because again, we're all getting paid in Jesus points, which are not a real thing. <laughs> but if they were, we'd be getting a lot of them. Um, so no, we, JT, you speak into that. I mean, it's, it's, you got to know what our, our passion is. I've, I've worked for bosses that are pretty micromanaging, very specific on what they want. And that's not us. That's just not our style. Yeah, we, we want to uh, equip uh, Jesus families to be successful, to, to grow and to, to learn and to do life together and support one another. Uh, we don't want to direct or manage, micromanage this, that, or the other. We want to be a, a resource and an asset yeah. for Jesus families and people who want to start a Jesus family and have questions. Yeah. We want to be able to answer those questions and, you know, give you the keys to the car and watch you go drive off. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our, our role is not to, to lead it so much is really just to try to teach and um, try to try to get this model, this old X2 model, this new covenant model out there, and then really let the spirit take it wherever he wants. And so we, we trust you, you know, if, uh, if Jesus could give the keys to the car to Peter, like literally days after Peter denied him and he's like, Oh, Hey, feed my sheep. It's yours, man. Go for it. <laughs> if Jesus can have that trust in Peter, we have that same trust in you no matter where you are because the spirit's going to work all right so that is the um that's the sixth question jt where does uh the money go you start talking about churches and it starts getting real everything's fine and it's fine and dandy start talking about the money where's the money go in the jesus time. family well we don't have a building we don't have paid staff so there's not a lot of overhead um yeah. and we don't have debt to pay off well I have personal debt. I don't, this house is chasing me around every month. Uh, we encourage to give through your Jesus family. Yeah. Give through your family uh, on your serve days. Say, Hey, let's go, let's go buy a family. Um, you know, the groceries for their week. Let's go fix this or that. Let's mow grass. Um, hey, here's $50. I hope you have a spectacular week. I'm praying for you. Uh, give through, filter it through your Jesus family. And um, because like Josh said, we, we have regular jobs. Yeah. We, 
we don't want to we don't want the burden of having to take care of you know money every week we want you to be able to put hands and feet to the, your dollars yeah and and give them um yeah you know we, we trust you guys if yeah. god places on your heart to give money to someone specific it's god doing it i know i don't enjoy opening my pocketbook for no reason at all it's not my favorite course josh you do know my affinity with boneless wings yeah there you so, go applebee's applebee's uh but we do have a, a donate tab on our on our website yeah and probably saying uh, we're waiting for it jt yeah well if god places on your heart to put some money towards uh, the jesus family just know that uh, at the minimum 51 percent will be put towards uh, giving, donating. Uh, whatever little bit of overhead as giving, far as... Giving, donating towards what? You said 51% goes to giving and donating. Like, where does it go? Is it giving, donating to okay. us or... Get... To, the, to the poor. To the to, poor, yeah. Okay. To the poor. I just, to, I just to want to put meeting. that in there. Make sure that gets in there. Yeah, yeah. it's going right Goodness back gracious. out the door. Yeah. It's going right back out the door. Yeah, yeah. We, we would prefer not to have uh, a ton of money. No, our, any it, money, truth be told, but yeah. enough to pay the bills. The, the website would cost money. There are a few other things, um, uh, rental rentals for family reunions, things like yeah, that. Like anything that we can put forward to support a, a family dinner anywhere. Yeah. What so, saying, I mean, as transparent as we can be, because yeah, it, it gets sticky with money. Um, honestly, we don't want, we don't want the headaches and we don't want the overhead. Um, we, the goal is that, you know, you, you take, um, as, as a Jesus family, you take up whatever you feel the spirit leads, and then you guys distribute it yourselves on your family serve days. to so those that you want to bless, take care of, like you take care of it yourself. We don't, we don't want to cut. We don't want a portion. We don't have to mess with it. Um, because that's your Jesus family. And we want you to be generous to your community, wherever you are. Uh, I know from experience that sometimes when Christians start fighting, it's always about money. You know, and so we, we, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Peter and the disciples didn't want anything to do with that. They just, they didn't want the hassle. They liquidated whatever gifts they got, they liquidated and they gave it out to the poor. Um, so a lot of churches, their goal is to have at least 10% go out. So we want to try to quintuple that. We want to make sure at least, you know, anything that comes in, like if, if you're a, uh, if you're a committed Christian and God's called you to your church and that's great. And God's not calling you to leave again. That's great. That's between you and God, but you know, the spirit's leading you to, to donate to the Jesus family, but you're not involved in a Jesus family, you know, or family dinner. That's when it would come to us. But you know, 50, at least 51% is going to go straight out to the poor in our local communities. And the rest is going to go, you know, to bless the family reunion and maybe cater it or to get some, to get the bounce houses, um, you know, I hope it gets to the point where JT and I have some freedom to go and um, visit some of these family reunions in other states, you know, as they get up and go and just encourage them and say it would reimburse travel expenses like that. that that's where it's going to go. Um, but at the end of the day, I hope you hear it once, twice and three times. We don't want money. We want you in your Jesus family to give to the poor and bless your local community because we don't have any overhead. And that's one of the beauties of not having buildings or paid staff, which a lot of times that buildings, paid staff and debt can eat up the vast majority of church resources. 
Um, and so we want to try to give as much back to the poor and follow the example again of Acts chapter two. So. So number eight. Number eight. What denomination is the Jesus family, Josh? None. You know, it's 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 not, you know, full disclosure, JT and I both grew up as Southern Baptists. Um, so our theology is going to be, you know, pretty conservative evangelical. Um, and again, that that's convictional for both of us. But it, this is not a Baptist endeavor uh, because we think this is bigger than a Bap, uh, uh, one denomination. And um, so we really try to aim to, to make this, um, you know, non-denominational. So um, there, there's no oversight from any denomination. So uh, that's us. We're just not another where you can't be a denomination if you're not a church jt and we're not a church we're a family we're a family we're a family so that answers that all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, you ignored that one on me yeah right. yeah 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 all right all right so jt what's the best place to find uh teaching on uh, about the jesus family well uh of course you could uh check this out on youtube i think we're on spotify and apple music uh, uh w yeah, and w facebook yeah and Facebook. Facebook's important. Yes. Uh, Thejesus.family. Um, we'll have links there every time. And if you know any of us, if you start becoming part of a Jesus family, uh, podcast will start popping up on your feed. Yeah. On Facebook. Where? And so this is not, again, just here, this is not an attempt for us to try to control you have to listen to us. We're the only voices that can be heard, that sort of thing. No, we're just, we, we feel so strong convictionally about, um, you know, Acts 2.42, that we, we want to go as deep as we can into that, into that model um, and, and, and provide teaching and, uh, and do it from an, an exclusively new covenant perspective. So uh, right now we're in, technically we're in season zero. These th this is the third of three introductory episodes that JT and I just planned. Hey, we're just going to talk about it. We're going to throw it out there and see what kind of response we get. Well, we're getting a lot of responses. Um, and so after this, this podcast goes out, I'm going to put out, Josh, I'm going to put out um, seven really, really short instructional videos. And that's, that's for those who are saying, okay, I'm in. How, walk me, hold my hand as I get one of these things started. So it'll kind of tell you, it's a series that I'm going to call uh, family orientation series, just seven short five to 10 minute uh, videos about the basics of how do I get it started? What is it? What does a family survey look like? What does a family reunion look like? That sort of stuff. Um, and then probably mid to late August, JT and I are going to come back with the official season one of, uh, of the Jesus family podcast where we're going to teach on a, a weekly basis and it's going to be in the form of conversations. Um, and then some will be just me. Some will be just JT. Some will be us together. We're going to kind of tag team. Cause again, we both have full-time jobs. Um, and then we've got, we were kind of um, workshopping some other ideas. We want to get some other uh, Christians to kind of share their stories, uh, their Jesus stories. So, I mean, there's a ton of stuff we can do, but we want to make sure that you try to that you have good access to that, and it's good advertising, in that you can share it with somebody and say, "Hey, check this out. You know, this is what I'm a part of," um, and then kind of get an idea of who we are before they show up at your house for a Jesus family. So, um, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify—that's the main spots. And uh, if there's anything else we want to break into, we'll do it at that point. But all right, that's number nine.
Number nine. So, uh, Josh, what are the core practices that define the Jesus family? All right. So, yeah, you Jesus. show up to this. What I'm actually committing myself to, because if you're not a denomination, you're not even a church. Like, is this is this like the Wild West? You're gonna have some crazy, you know, some crazy stuff going on. No, there are six commitments that we do want to define, not programs or anything like that, but six commitments. And they're based off of Acts 2. So I'm going to walk through them super quick uh, because the third video in the family orientation is going to go through this at, at a little more length. Um, and all this is on our website. But basically, we're going to try to live out Acts 2.42. Um, and with these six commitments, it follows the uh, apostle teaching and fellowship, breaking bread and prayer. And because I'm a recovering pastor, which means I'm a recovering alliterator, uh, it spells out the word family. I'm sorry. That's so you can't help it, can you? I can't. I can't. That's like my one. That's my one thing I'm trying to overcome through counseling. You know, I acrostic or you know make everything an acronym. Anyway, so the, here's the six commitments. Commitment number one: F. We're going to follow the way of Jesus together. We're going to follow the way of Jesus together. That's the apostles' teaching. A, we are going to actively serve and give our best for each other, not to an institution, but for each other. We're going to serve and give our best actively uh, on a regular basis to each other. That's fellowship. We're going to marry our hearts to the love of Jesus. That's, that's what the breaking of bread symbolizes. That, that seems like a really weird one, but I actually think that might be the most important because you can do the right things for the wrong reasons. And if your heart's not in the right place, then everything else gets corrupted. The breaking of bread is designed to keep our hearts, our motivations right and pure. So we want to make sure that we celebrate and we keep our hearts deeply anchored in the love of Jesus. Um, because we want to be more than anything else, Christians that love like Jesus. So that's the M. I is we want to intercede daily for one another. That's just a really big churchy word for prayer. But the reason I said intercede is because it starts with the letter I, and that spells family. So sorry. We're going to pray for each other every day. So those first four letters, F, A, M, and I, that literally is practicing the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. We'll go more into that, uh, and especially in the first season as well uh, of the Jesus Family podcast. The last two is from Acts 2 as well. We want to we live out the love of Jesus locally. That's our family serve days that we want to not just gather together and express our love to Jesus, but we want to go out into the community and, and show the love of Jesus. And we see that in Acts 2. And then last, we want to yield to the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, up to this point, you might have been, you might have been fine, but I know as a Baptist, you start talking about the Spirit, things start getting a little weird, you know, because depending on your church background, if you have a church background, that, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But here's what I know from my reading of Acts. They didn't do anything until the Spirit came. And the Spirit empowered everything. And they changed the world because the Spirit in them changed the world. So whether we're comfortable with it or not, we've got to figure out biblically how to live in the power and, and listen to and be led by the Holy Spirit. So that's going to be central for us. So those are the six core commitments. So if you get someone um, that wants to join, Hey, what do I have to do to sign up? What am I, you know, do I have to give? I, no, 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 no. We want to give and serve each other, but there's no required dollar amount. Um, you know, do I have to believe this narrow stripe of, you know, theology? No, 
but we are going to follow the way of Jesus and we're going to allow him to shape how we think. And don't worry, he, there's enough for him to change in all of us. So those are the six commitments. Follow the way of Jesus together, actively serve and give our best for each other, marry our hearts, to the love of Jesus, intercede daily for one another, live out the love of Jesus locally and yield to the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Gosh, I, I don't think you can sleep at night if that didn't make a, if that didn't make a I know, I know. It just, I, it is, I'm sorry, man. I'm a dad. I got dad jokes. I'm a pastor as well. That's like a really bad combination. You just, I yeah. remember you called me and we were talking about this and you were spelling it out. And I was like, I think that spells family. Yeah, like, it does. <laughs> it it does. does. <laughs> Was that on purpose? Yeah, yeah. I know it's cheesy, but it helps you remember it. If you can remember our family and the Jesus family, come on, it works. That's the thing. It works. It's just cheesy, but it's okay. All right. All right. All right. Enough of that. Uh, two questions left. The best jokes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Two questions left. JT, I'm intrigued. All right, man. You, you got the hook in me. Start reeling me in. What's, what's my next step? Uh, you, you got to share the word about family dinner. You got you got to tell your friends because uh, if you're the only one that knows about family dinner and you show up to your own house and nobody shows up, it's just dinner. Yeah, that's all it is. And so you got to share the word. Uh, pray about it. God will put on your heart who to talk to. Uh, before you know it, you're talking with the mailman about Jesus. Which what's wrong with that? Yeah, and. Before you know it, he's coming to your house. Uh, you make friends in the most odd places, and before you know it, you're talking about Jesus, and and Bob's your uncle. There's the Jesus family. Yeah. Uh, look around. Who needs family? Uh, my grandmother always used to tell me, uh, halt. Don't ever get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And, and lonely is a big one. Yep. Especially after lonely. COVID, man. Oh, my goodness. And people were going crazy. Yeah. And these people didn't get out of their house for like a year. Yeah. You know, you get your groceries delivered to you. You don't have to go anywhere and lose yep. your mind. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, – and, and watch the, the podcast. Watch the teaching. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll keep you up. We'll kind of steer a little bit, but not really holding the wheel at all. Um, just trying to keep the keep, keep the twin the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And gather for family reunions from time to time. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty it. much it. Yeah. So the one thing I would say at this point is if you're intrigued and you're like, hey man, this is great. Like whenever, whenever there's a Jesus family start in my in my neighborhood, I'll definitely join one. My response would be. All right, we're not at that stage. We're at the stage of like, if God's put this on your heart to join one, he's probably leading you to actually start one. So mm -hmm. again, on you. if Jesus could use Peter, he can use just about anyone. Like if, you, if you've been through the second grade, you've got more education than Peter ever had. Um, and Jesus used him, the spirit empowered him to do incredible things. So that's, that's why we want to come along with so much um, structure through the teaching podcast so that you feel equipped for it. We have done it. You know, JT and I both spent um, decade plus in ministry. So, so we know what that looks like. Um, and that's not all necessarily a good thing. Cause there's some bad habits that we had to unlearn, you know, uh, with that, but um, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. And like JT said, just start praying. Are there people around you that might 
have lost faith in the church, but they still want to follow Jesus. Now, here's, here's the one thing I would, I would warn. If you're a, a, a church person, you love your church, it's great, it's, you know, maybe a little traditional church, um, and you think that, hey, this is great, I'm going to take this, and we're going to start doing this in my church. Like, hey, if, if this can help your local church, that's great. But like, don't start it unless you really want to ruffle some feathers and like, don't start talking about selling your buildings and, and you know, and, and firing all your paid staff. Like this, it, this one of the reasons we want to start the Jesus family, this is really hard to fit into a very structured existing church. So don't just think about all the church folks. Think about those who have walked away from church. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, yesterday, no, two days ago. And he said, man, I think my son would like this. You know, my son grew up in church, but he's in his 20s. And it's such a bad experience um, that he don't want anything to do with church. He loves Jesus, but he will not go back into a church. I'm like, hey, the Jesus family is, is for him. So, I mean, think about your mailman. Think about someone who got burned by church, but that you know that they still need Jesus and they're still yearning for family. That's, you know, look for those on the margins. Look for those who uh, the least and the lost. That's that's who I hope that the Jesus family uh, really reaches. So the sheep outside the fold. Yeah. Yeah. Is, we're, is yep. We're going for the sheep out in the wild, not for those already in the pen. Right. Yeah. So right. number 12, Josh, how can I reach out for support and what kind of help is offered with the Jesus family? That's a great question, JT. If again, <laughs> we're, we'll, we'll help as much as we can. Um, you know, we, you can reach out to us through Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we, you know, there's a contact form on the Jesus family, the Jesus.family slash link contact. Um, and you can let us know that way. But, you know, a lot of you guys have been, if you know us, you've been messaging us or text messaging us or reaching out on, on social media. Um, we're going to try to get a, a even a little more sophisticated website where you can reach out and stuff like that. But I mean, at this point, our support is we want to pray for you if you're interested. And we're at the point now where we want you to say like, Hey, I'm interested in starting one, like sign me up. Like I'm ready to go. These next seven videos coming up should give you everything you need to do to get one started. Um, at this point, we can talk with you. Uh, we can jump on a zoom call. We can encourage you. You know, if it's been a while, if, if it's been a hot minute since you're in church, um, been in church and like, hey, I'm kind of want to do this. But man, like <laughs> I feel like I really need to get my life with God right as well. Well, we, you know, if if you need mentoring or discipleship, we'll help you from afar as much as we can. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, we want to help. But again, this is this is a really flat leadership structure. And there's not a lot of overhead. So this is us. This is us being really resourceful. What do you have? Who do you have? Let's see. Can the spirit use what you have in your hands and in your circle of influence to make you uh, to make you uh, make you successful and, and get up off the ground? But with that, know that both JT and I have a pastor's heart, even though we're not currently in full time church work. And we, we want to help uh, whatever and however that looks like. So. Um, as much as we can be, we, we want to be here for you. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, if you need conversation, if you need a little encouragement or 
you know, just want to talk. We're we're a click away, thanks to yep. uh, thanks to the internet. Yeah. So those are some honest questions that uh, are questions I would at least ask. And so hopefully that gives you some more information about that. And so your next step is to pray about it. And uh, again, I was talking to another guy out of state. He's, hey, my wife and I, we're, we're really praying about this. We're really leaning into it. JT, you, right before we got on, you, were, you said you were talking to another guy up in the, uh, the Midwest. And oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's leaning into it. He's thinking about it. And um, so, yeah, so we're at the point now where if you say, I'm good to go, help me get this thing started. That's, that's what we want you to pray about. So, um, so let, let me finish. I'm going to pray for us at the end, but I do want to finish with a, just a story because, you know, we've said this is just, it is, it's an experiment to see if Acts 2 can still work, but we're not, we're not flying completely blind. Uh, what, what, I, what I like to say is that there's a difference between faith and blind faith. We have faith in this. It's not blind faith. Um, faith is jumping out of an airplane at 10,000 feet with a parachute strapped to your back and having faith that that parachute's going to open when you pull the ripcord. Blind faith is jumping out of an airplane with no parachute and praying that God would help you grow wings on the way down. Okay. So if you're leaning into it, it's like, do these guys really know what they're talking about? Are they just two guys that come up with a crazy idea and they want someone else to do it? From our conviction of, of scripture and study of scripture, we think scripturally this is sound, but experientially, we have experienced this as well. So the story I want to tell is a true story. Like one of the reasons why our idea of the Jesus family dinners is twice a month is because that was my experience. So several years ago, my wife and I were in um, a small town in Mississippi, Columbus, Mississippi. I was a pastor of a church there, and we started a home group. And it wasn't because we had this great idea about home groups that it was going to change the world, or, but we, we were, it was at a smaller church, smaller church space, and there was no Sunday schools uh, left, and we had new guests coming, and they needed to get plugged in, and all the Sunday school place was taken, so the only place left was homes, and so our, uh, our strategy was, okay, who are the last six guests that showed up? We're going to invite them all over to our house and get it started. Like there was nothing strategic about it. Who were the last six guests that showed up that are about our, you know, in our stage of life, they got kids and they all showed up to our house and we started meeting every other week. And for about the first three or four months, JT, honestly, it was, it was your typical small group Bible study. We'd watch something, listen to something, talk about it. You know, you, you talk about sports and, and it kind of, it kind of stayed surface level. Um, and then I, I'll never forget. It was about maybe four or five months into it. We're going and talking, and all of a sudden, it was, it was almost unintentional. Someone actually shared something real, like a real struggle. I think it was something about a marriage. And it was one of those that was so personal and so vulnerable. We didn't really know what to do. Like, it was kind of this awkward, like, oh, this isn't church talk. This is like real talk, uh, you know? And, and uh, I think it was my buddy Chad uh, who said it. He is just quite, he just broke the tension. He's like, whoa things just got real and then we just laughed and we're like okay yeah things just got real and from that point on the dynamic of that group changed and there really was fellowship we really cared for each other we did so much together and that became our family it became our family so much the other thing that i'll never forget is like our uh, the folks that would come in because i think we met for two years total they would come in and they would never miss 
And uh, sometimes they would just openly say, they would say, yeah, uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't want to come to church this morning, but we're not going to miss small group tonight. Now, the part that was slightly offensive for me, JT, is when they said, yeah, we didn't want to come to church this morning. We, we skipped church this morning. I was the preacher at the church. Like, it was my sermons that they were like, no, 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 we're good, but we're not going to miss small group because we had something and it was fellowship. We had a connection that was so deep. And, and in our, uh, at our time there, they were our, by far our closest friends. And they still remain incredibly close friends. So I know that this could actually work and it could actually work as a church, um, as a church, because it's because I've experienced it as well. Um, and it just took me took me years to realize that it's not just something to do in addition to all the other stuff. No, it's, it's actually how the church was at the beginning. So I know it can work. I'm excited in my little corner of South Mississippi. We're going to be starting at least one in my town. Um, and I'm excited to see who God brings our way. So questions comments if you're ready to sign up reach out uh on on you know you can comment on youtube or uh, facebook you can email us you can go best way is go to our website and go to our contact page reach out that way and then man we'll, we'll get you fired up ready to go so let me uh let me pray for us and then we'll be done jt any final words can't wait to hear from you guys i've been praying on this for a while praying for y'all now um you know, if God's got it on your heart, reach out to me and Josh. Let's, you know, let's encourage one another. Let's yep. do this. Let's let's pursue this for God. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's pray. Uh, God, we thank you for just another opportunity to uh, just share uh, uh, an hour or so with my, my good buddy, JT. And uh, I pray this has encouraged those who have listened and watched as much as it's encouraged me. Um, God, we want to pray big prayers like the earliest church prayed in Acts 4 when they were surrounded by so many difficulties, they prayed, God, that you would stretch out your hands to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders in the name of your holy servant, Jesus, that you would fill them with great boldness. So God, I pray that same thing for us, for everyone watching or listening to this, whether they join Jesus' family or not. Father, I pray that you would fill them with boldness. And I pray that you would do miraculous signs and wonders in their cities, in their circle of influence, in their names, in a way that brings glory to you, that you would make your great name known. And God, that we could uh, live out the love of Jesus in a way that brings glory to you. God, would you fill us with passion and joy? God, may we know through your spirit that the best days of the church are ahead of us, that we are looking to a bright future, God. And I pray that you would give us the courage and the humility to go back to how it was done at the beginning, to look at the examples of the earliest church and to do it the way they did, um, to be a church with or without buildings, with or without programs, that we would be uh, groups of Christians, churches that would be devoted to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And would your spirit move and do what only your spirit can do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time, guys.